What if your personal or business brand was so focused and so on target that it was easy for everyone in your organization to understand? What if you connected with your clients on an emotional level so deeply that they never forgot you? This is what the most successful brands in the world do. It's not about ad budgets. It's about developing a consistent brand, no matter the industry, location, or size of the company. Discover your brand and create an amazing, foolproof marketing strategy. This is the Brand Archetypes Podcast, hosted by Kevin Scarrett and Amy Zander, owners of brandarchetypes.com. Join them on a journey to discover your most powerful, true brand. Welcome back to the Brand Archetypes Podcast, everyone. This is Kevin Scarrett, and I'm with Amy Zander. Amy, how are you today? I'm good. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's Day. You know, I, in hindsight, I, I after doing the show notes and uh, and kind of prepping for today's big event, I realized that it was St. Patrick's Day afterwards. So uh, I decided that just wearing my green underwear today is going to be the... Uh, oh. Well, <laughs> you know... You needed to Spart- know that. <laughs> I know. Us Spartan fans always have something green to wear, right? Yeah. So. Well, you know... You know, you being a graduate of Michigan State, you know, it's a, it's a green thing. But me being from Michigan, you know, when you mix yellow and blue, you know, when you when, when they get all mixed up, they turn green. It's true. You know that. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. true, right? Yeah. Yeah, so we are both big fans of the Big Ten, but today we're not talking about the Big Ten. We're going to talk about the Big Five. Go green, Kevin. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll play along. Go white. All right. Yay. I got <laughs> yeah, you yeah, Spartan yeah. for a day. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Okay. So even though uh, we're going into March Madness, yay, by the way, with both Michigan teams still in it, we're, uh, we're not going to even talk about basketball today. So we're going to talk about the Big Five archetype ideas. Uh, and the Big Five archetype ideas are those that, in, that they get embraced most often by organizations that are that are using archetypes for their brand strategy. So if you've been listening for, uh, to us for a while and you've picked one, my bet is you've picked one of these these top five because it's huge saturation. Would right. you agree? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, so let's start by listing them. Okay, so that's easy. These are in no particular order. Um, and what the big idea is is that they each tap into something. So I'm going to list what they are and then what their big idea is. So okay. uh, we've got jester, which is humor and fun. Mm-hmm. Hero, being heroic or energe- energetically successful. Uh, mm-hmm. The neighbor, being easygoing and relatable. The mother, caring and service-oriented. And the guru, or guru, sometimes called <laughs> guru, sometimes called the sage. And uh, that's being intelligent and wise. Okay, that is a very straightforward list. And if uh, if you're not students of brand strategy like Amy and I are, you're going, okay, that sounds nice. But to us, it's like, oh, yeah, this is that's a no-brainer. Yeah, absolutely, jester, hero, mother, yeah, got it, guru, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Amy, it being a straightforward list is fine and dandy, but why does it matter? Why why should anybody care about these top five? Sure. So, well, I guess for starters, these ideas seem to me like they're the most popular. Mm-hmm. Um, and after watching hundreds of brands work their way through this process for years, I think this popularity is because people are drawn to the inherent like power of each of these. Right. You know, so... Being powerful is one attribute of these five, but of course, all archetypes are powerful. But these seem to draw a larger crowd 
And we, I think we could make an argument that they are a wee bit stronger than the others, generically. Yeah, it, I, I think power, it, that's absolutely spot on. I think that these five are also, they're, they're the most straightforward to implement. So if, you know, if you're talking about the jester and humor or the hero and, you know, success and, you know, like kind of think about like how easy Nike is to think about, right? Mm-hmm. Or, the, or Campbell's Soup is the mother. Those are really super straightforward. But there are others like, um, like the, arc, uh, like the uh, explorer archetype. It's way more nuanced. It has complexities in it. There's two sides of it that are dramatically different from each other. As an archetype, it's less straightforward and less easy to implement, I think. It's more nuanced. It's more complex. So, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, th- I think that's true, too. And then, then if you take something like, you know, if you take, like, the outlaw or mm-hmm. the ruler, mm-hmm. there's definitely the... Well, yeah, I don't like to use the word negative, but it's it's a little bit more bold in your face, controversial, and so could be could be considered a little bit harder to implement or a little bit of a harder sell, right? I mean, you're gonna you're gonna automatically love a lovable mother, but you might not like the neighborhood outlaw so much, right? So it it, there's definitely. yeah, I, yeah. There's definitely more creativity to promote implementation. Those brands. Yeah, yeah, in more of a positive way. So yeah, let's let's take a 180 degree opposite of that: the innocent archetype, where people will find the ruler archetype abrasive and in your face. Right. They will see the innocent as too fluffy, too right. soft. Yeah, you know? like so, doesn't pack enough punch. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, and it, that's not true, by no, the way. For no, those of you who are, yeah, absolutely not true. But. Uh, because of that sense that people will have, it does make it more nuanced. It does make it uh, a little bit, a little more challenging to right. implement. So, well, I would, uh, I could also argue that some people have that concern about the neighbor too. Like, yeah, I mean, because yeah, it's laid back or whatever. Way. And I think that is the archetype that is the most paired with another one, or has an undertone of something, so they can give it a right. little bit more flavor, I guess, for lack of a better word, but. Right. Um, yeah, like the jester with or the neighbor with an undertone of jester or mm-hmm. the neighbor with the undertone of hero, that kind of thing. Right. People feel like they'll, they want to enhance it. Yeah. It's and a, I, I mean, I get that, little... but they can stand alone if done the right oh, way. Oh, yeah yeah. 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 Absolutely. The neighbor can stand alone all by itself all day long. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So another thing that I was thinking about when going through this was the, the, the industries not just individual organizations, but the industries that are drawn to these five archetypes. It seems like there that there are whole industries that are drawn to a single archetype. And when we see this happen, it's almost always one of these five. I mean, is that your experience too? That Yeah. Yep. I can yeah. think of, of one more archetype that has a predominant industry, but we'll get into that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, let's, uh, let's, well, you know, let me, uh, let me ask. What, give me your input on that. Yeah. Well, I think the the lover archetype is mm-hmm. is often chosen by like uh, perfume, cosmetics, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Very often. Although some of those commercials, I, I would say the archetype is just confusion. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like I'm well, looking at these, they're not I, really using. It. I know. Like I'm watching these commercials, going, would, "What the hell things. are they advertising? Like, what is going on?" 
Yeah, there's been a couple of really strange. I, in fact, I'm going to have to start making note of it because we're like everybody else, where you know our streaming services, Netflix, and you know the, we, we specifically sign up to avoid the advertisements. But like if we're watching like Peacock or Hulu or you know they have commercials. Or gasp, regular TV. <laughs> what? What? What's that? I know. <laughs> Yeah, we just dropped our cable. Yay, we, you know, fifteen hundred channels of yeah. nothing. It's like, yeah, we we just dropped it. That's so, hard uh, we, for sports fans sometimes, though. I feel like I feel like that's the the last remaining reason to have cable. Sometimes we signed up for Apple TV. We we did oh, yeah, the, yeah. the evaluation of what what TV streaming service, right. and it's like you know for and we had our list. Of, it's like okay, well, we got you know our our favorite news channels, and we've got Big Ten Network, and we've got. XYZ station for, you know, home and garden or you know, whatever the channels each of us wanted right. and looked at all the packages to see which ones got high ratings and which one had all of the channels. Because if, you know, if, if they have everything but Big Ten Network and we're not able to watch football in the, in the fall, it's like, uh, yeah. that's not, that's not yeah. going to work. <laughs> yeah. I get it. I yeah. Get it. Okay. yeah. All right. Okay. Well, back to so, our type. So, yep. So the industry, the whole, the whole industry, yeah. yeah Let's talk about okay. Industry. So, but to clarify a bit, when we say a whole industry adopts a single archetype, archetype, we're not saying that one hundred percent of that industry does it. We're just yeah. saying that like a really big chunk, right? Stereotype. So, right. like sixty to seventy percent or more. Stereotype. Is that like an archetype? <laughs> no, yeah. Oh no! Go back to the last. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're confused, we did a podcast on that stereotype versus archetype. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But so. Yeah. So anyway, the percentage isn't quite as high as the big five for like the perfume industry, like I was saying, but it, it's it's up there. It's close for the lover. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're saying like 60, 70 percent. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or, I think so. Yeah. That a whole industry adopts it. So yeah. So give us some examples. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's see. I'll start. Well, you started out with Jester. So I'll start with uh, companies that are uh, that are kind of hugely that they adopt the just archetype. Yeah. Let's see, obvious is insurance companies. Right. I mean, can you name an insurance company that isn't doing the just these days? Yeah. You know, right? Aflac, Geico, Progressive, Allstate. You know, once Aflac started with their duck, that was just that right. was the spiral. Right, <laughs> okay. right, right. Uh, a ton of consumer packaged goods. Uh, so, like on our our, uh, our Jester page on our website brandarchetypes.com, you will find M&M's, Old Spice, uh, Pepsi, Moon Pies. My uh, favorite, Frank's Red Hot. <laughs> Frank's Red Hot sauce, of course, yeah. And uh, my favorite brand, brand, uh, it makes me cringe every time I even think about the industry, used car dealerships. <laughs> yeah. I think, can you name a used car dealership who doesn't do the Jester? I, yeah, I, La Fontaine. In, in, oh, uh, in Grand Lansing. La- or Lansing. Yeah. They, I actually, on my other podcast, we just interviewed somebody from there. And they are, um, I would say, they're probably either the neighbor or the hero. They're, they're very, they, ha- they do tons of community outreach. They give back all the time. They're like, yeah, I mean, they're, they're not the, the pony show at all. <laughs> yeah, my, uh, my dad was actually friends with the La Fontaine. Oh, yeah, they're a really good organization. And and yeah. because of, like, the, the really, st- I'm going to give them a little plug here, but because the car uh, industry is so weird right now as far as, like, in um yeah. you know, like, just inventory and all that, they have the most cars on their lot. If you drive around the Lansing area, most car dealerships are empty, and La Fontaine's got tons of cars. 
So okay, yeah. But anyway, okay. Yeah. So well, yeah, we, you know, giving a plug to individual companies when they're doing something different, yeah, you deserve it. Yeah. It it it. it, it I don't know if I would want to be in the used car dealership just because I would be, I know I would be so drawn to the gesture. <laughs> that, that all horrible idea. Right? right. Yeah. Okay. So what's second on our list? Um, I, the hero. So mm-hmm. the hero is adopted by um, SMBs, like business coaches, career coaches, business consults, consultants, things like that. Um, right. Athletic products, no surprise there, Nike, Puma, Under Armour, things like that. And mm-hmm. then companies that provide speedy service, like FedEx and DHL, and I could yeah. say like Jimmy John's, you know, like, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. They're, real, they're really fast. Yeah. So. so just that hero productivity thing. Right. Awesome. Okay. So your list, let me pull it back up. Neighbor is third on the list. Uh, how about food and beverages? Uh, mm-hmm. First thing that pops into my mind is uh, be like Wendy's, Wendy's. <laughs> exactly. Dun- Dunkin', not Dunkin' Donuts, but Dunkin' now. Yeah. And uh, this is good. this is a little bit more nuanced. Uh, but uh, if you think about products or services that have kind of elitist or high end competitors, mm-hmm. so oh, when yeah. I say when I say high end car. You think what? Lexus, BMW, Mercedes. Yeah, so those are the high end ones. Chevrolet is an awesome neighbor brand. Right. It's doing a they fabulous job. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, how about uh, if I say, you know, high end uh, financial services like Morgan Stanley and Fidelity, right? Right. You got Charles Schwab. Yeah, ask Chuck. <laughs> yeah, ask Chuck, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, our favorite regular guys, the Maytag, Maytag guy. Maytag, man. They yeah. go up against like Sub Zero and Wolf appliances, which are super expensive. They're awesome. But uh, yeah, most people are going to be buying Maytags because they're regular people. Right. Yep. All right. So, fourth on our list is the mother. And this is adopted by uh, healthcare companies of all types, like hospitals, doctors, health insurance, health related services. Often I would throw in there like physical therapists, chiropractors, yeah. yoga instructors, like pretty much anything that has to do with yeah. health. Yeah. I, I remember when we did the uh, the mother archetype uh, podcast yeah. know, a year and a half ago, I was just blown away by the, the list that we came up with with health related in, in yeah. every single one of them. That, that's yeah. exactly what you saw. Yeah. Yep. Yep. What else? Um, I think services that, that service others. So this includes nonprofits, you know, like Habitat for Humanity, Salvation Army, yeah, uh, things okay. like that. Um, and then we have, there's also consumer packaged goods, I think, that also go towards the mother, but they're more um, family related, like Dove Soap, then there's Campbell's Soup, right? like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I, I get the warm and fuzzy feeling. Yeah. And that last one on our list of the big five is the Guru Archetype, also called the Sage Archetype by the originally, original uh coiners of the term yeah you you, um, you said guru much better than i did the first time <laughs> <laughs> so uh these are companies that they're they're kind of compelled to point out all of their knowledge and experience so you know, an obvious one is attorneys very very when we said 70 or 80 percent i think it's like 95 90. yeah 90, Not, 95 easy. yeah, yeah mm-hmm. more i and in fact i only know of one attorney is not a, a, a our friend, our yeah, friend Sonia right. Mark. No, no, oh, that's two. That's right. Yes. That's two. I, I have one back in New Hampshire. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's see other guru types, tech consultants like mm-hmm. uh, engineers and scientists. You know, if you think SpaceX and NASA, right? You know, things like that, right? And uh, 
distributors and managers of information. So media people, uh, traditional media, CNN, Wall Street Journal, Google, things mm-hmm. like that, right? Yeah, and also I think um, universities. You know, universities, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That that's kind of a no brainer. You, right. You'll get smarter if you come here. Right, right. right. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> and poorer. <laughs> <laughs> Much poorer. <laughs> right. So, yeah, this has been fun. Um, I think that for our listeners, if you're still in the process of choosing your archetype, we hope this breakdown sheds some light on why other companies and organizations have chosen their own strategy. But a word of caution, don't, and we can't emphasize this enough, don't choose your archetype because others in your industry or worse yet, your competitors have done the same thing. So that's a huge mistake. We've always talked about be something your competitors are not so that you can stand out. And especially if it's a big crowd of competitors that are all doing the same thing. Oh my, avoid that like that plague. Run away screaming. Right. Yeah. So an idea there is by making yourself different, based on your core underlying brand strategy, you will gain a, comp- a competitive a- advantage because yeah. it, it's uh, you're separating yourself from the pack, right? Mm-hmm. Easy to differentiate yourself. So it's a big deal. It's the quickest way to get away from direct brand competition. And right. it, it's it, 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 the idea is just to use a completely different approach. So right. in fact, yeah. picking you know, something different gives you a great way to pit yourself directly against your competitors. We, in fact, we had a couple of podcasts where we said, if you're going against an outlaw, think about going up against them like this, this, or this, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. that's a, that competition thing is huge. Yeah, I get so. asked a lot, okay, so I'm this kind of company, I'm in this industry, what archetype should I be? And, of course, we don't ever tell people that because we lead them through the process so they can discover it themselves. But I will say, I'm never going to tell you what archetype you should be, but I might but I recommend will. a couple that you should not be, <laughs> right? Right, that's and, right. Yeah, leave always, the rest yep. the table open. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, okay, so why don't you give us a wrap-up? Okay. Uh, you know, this is one of those topics that was not obvious to many people when the archetype concept was first created. This kind of yeah. trying to, yeah, it's only visible when you start really evaluating hundreds of brands over time and you're able to track trends. Uh, not that we've done this, like, officially, but we definitely mm. have a sense of what's going on from our experience. So if yeah, you think... My eyes have been open. For yeah, exactly. And they, they, can never be, they can never be shut now. <laughs> so <right. laughs> everything is an archetype. So if you think we've missed anything or if you think there's a branding trend we should be tracking, please let us know. And Kevin? Yeah. Go blue. Oh, go blue! So I got real quick aside. At our wedding, at our wedding, on the campus of University of Michigan, in one of the halls, uh, in one of the dorms in a in, in a mahogany paneled stained glass windowed lounge is where we had our reception mm. and and during the reception the uh, the matron of honor stands up to give a little speech and at the very end of it <clears throat> she queued up the entire audience to yell go green go white <laughs> oh my god <laughs> well, you're all kicked out awesome. i got married at, i got married at msu's campus we got married in the oh. chapel and then had our yeah. That's reception awesome. at the um yeah the union it was fun yeah go green go blue <laughs> okay so we're uh, on to marketing mayhem we yes. have a little bit of mayhem <laughs> left here for, oh yay uh, and it's uh. <laughs> i know 
Okay. (laughs) This one is, this was actually, I'm excited about this one because it's a newer ad. So I know that a lot of times we do like kind of vintage-esque ads. And so people are like, oh, branding, you know, marketing and branding have come some a long way. People don't make these stupid mistakes anymore. Oh, no. Oh, really? Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we, before we even describe anything, I got to ask. Because people will they'll hear it and then they'll think about it and then they'll go see it and they'll mm-hmm. they'll have the exact same initial first yeah. blush experience yeah. that we yeah. both had. This is horrible. Do you do you think that this was done? Well, first question I have is it actually real? Right. <laughs> My God! But the, do you think it's done for shock effect? Yeah, of course it's done uh, for shock I, effects. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the sole purpose of doing this ad is nothing other than shock effect. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, so go ahead. Alright, so to our listeners, here is here's the Adam describe it to you. So it says it's for Detol soap, which I think might be a European soap. I don't I don't recognize this brand. Detol, D-E-T-T-O-L. Yep. And it says, when ordinary soap just won't do. Okay, so you're thinking Something's going to be dirty, like really, really dirty that you need soap for, right? Okay. And that's backed up by the little subtitle, kills 99.9% of bacteria for clean hands every day. Yeah. So just by these words and a picture of the soap, uh, you're not thinking anything's uh, up with this ad whatsoever. No, you might think, okay, there's like a really dirty kid or like a dog covered in mud or maybe some shoes or something that are super dirty, a couch Uh that's all dirty. Okay, that's Dirty dishes. Totally palpable. We can deal with that, right? No, no, Mm -hmm. no, no. That is not what's going on in this ad. (laughs) All right. In the background is a guy laying on the ground with a knife just stabbed, stabbed right through his heart and he's bleeding out. And then Blood the coming out of his mouth. is a guy walking away with an arm in his hand just covered in blood. Covered. I mean, there's like hardly just, any skin showing. Yeah, it is, he just murdered this guy. Like, bam! And then it's like, when ordinary soap just won't do. Oh yeah, I, I, I need to get me some uh, Detol. Ah! <laughs> Well, I guess, uh, you know, mass murderers or serial killers, they, they have special needs. Yeah, I mean, we all need to get clean one way or the other. Yeah. I mean, this is niche marketing right here. This is definitely niche marketing. Yeah, to all you serial killers out there, this is your soap right This here. is the soap for you. Yeah, wow. You, I, I would say for the listeners, yeah, we've kind of gone on and on here, but just take a look. Just to take a quick look and just, yeah, yeah it is hard to imagine anybody coming up with this idea and then implementing it unbelievable yeah but we're probably gonna remember dead all for the rest of our lives dead Dead all um yeah so find it at brandarchetypes.com episode 84 go to that scroll down look at the picture be shocked Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, Amy, I am not going to be here next week because it's my birthday and I'll Yay, be out of town. And I don't know where I'm. I don't know where I'm going. It's Ooh. it's a big surprise. Ooh, so uh, you'll be flying solo next week. And yep. uh, I do believe uh, last week you or week before last you said that you're going out of town. And, I am uh, the last weekend in March. I will be in California, so you will be on your own. Yeah, so we got some solo solo flights sure coming up here. Okay. Cool. All right. Talk to you. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Brand Archetypes Podcast. Are you ready to discover your company's archetype? Check out brandarchetypes.com where you can download the book, find out about archetype-specific strategies, connect with us on social media, 
and sign up for our newsletter. 